The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Sorry, but I keep chuckling because of this uh, article here uh, from the Free Beacon, New York, uh, NYU, New York University hosts whites-only anti-racism workshop for public school parents. <laughs> oh, <laughs> New, York, okay. New, New York, New York University hosted a whites-only anti-racism racism workshop for public school parents in New York City. Barring minorities from a five-month-long seminar that legal experts say was a brazen violation of civil rights law. The all-white seminar from from integration to anti-racism cost $360 to attend and met, met six times between February and June. Now, understand, these are liberals. Uh Uh-huh. All right, these are liberals that are yeah. going to a whites-only yeah. anti-racism workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, according to the description of the program, that has since been scrubbed from the university's website without explanation. Organized by NYU Steinhardt School of Education, the workshop was designed specific, specifically for white public school parents committed to becoming anti-racist and building uh, multiracial parent communities. But to promote multiracial parents' communities and solidarity with all races, participants were told it was necessary that the seminar segregate. They're still trying to make up the rules. They don't know where to go. A few days before the first session... Facilitators circulated a short handout, why a white space, to explain why we are all meeting as white folks for these six months. The handout produced by the Nonprofit Alliance of White Anti-Racist Everywhere argued that white people 
need spaces where they can unlearn racism without subjecting minorities to undue trauma or pain. Facilitators reiterated this argument on the day on day one of the seminar, audio and video of which was obtained by the Washington Free Beacon, when a parent questioned the premise of the workshop, saying it seemed a little counterintuitive to exclude minorities from an anti-racism seminar. Barbara Gross, the associate director of Steinhardt's Education Justice Research Group, assured her it was for their own good. (laughs) People of... (laughs) she really say we know better (laughs) wow we we know no but what's what's good for other groups better than they know people of color are dealing with racism all the time like every minute of every day it's a harm on top of harm for them to hear our racist thoughts so she was talking about including her. Yeah. So, th- by the way, this this gets to a point that we told you we talked about a long, long time ago <laughs> on the uh, the the uh, the show. Well, what they're saying is that what they did was unconstitutional. I mean, mm. that's you you can't you can't uh, you can't do that. But here was the uh, I want to get it here. Mm. Um, I got to find the right one. Uh <laughs> The seminar is a fascinating study of how one group of white liberals guilt-tripped their way into segregation. <laughs> okay. Participants seem petrified by the possibility that they could harm a person of color with a misplaced comment, a fear that made the whites-only training a kind of therapeutic refuge. Uh, after participants shared their pronouns, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Now, 
we can go through this. I mean, because it is it is hilarious. I mean, it's like this is the uh, this is without question a liberal circular firing squad in action. But this is something that we asked asked a long time ago, and this is when you know for for decades, you know, being conservative talk show host, people would you know respond. They don't anymore, but they used to respond, and they would say. Well, that's racist. What do you mean? My opinion is not racist at all. Uh, that opinion, there's there's no racism in it, you know, whatsoever. And we would start thinking to ourselves, why is that the first argument back? And you hear it now from the Democrats all the time. Anything Republicans do is racist. You go, mm-hmm. how? Mm-hmm. To the point where if you believe in the autonomy of human beings, that you don't judge them by color, by the color of their skin, or by any other physical characteristic simply by the content of their character, you're a racist yeah. because you can't do that anymore because now it's become posterior backwards. Anti-racism is actually racism, and racism, well, well I, won't, I don't. they haven't said that. Anti-racism, though, has become racism because you judge people by groups. We've talked about the Democratic Party and their identity politics, that it's mainstream. They judge people as groups. We all know you can't argue with it. We all know if you're a conservative black, you're not genuinely black. Right. Because according to their rules, according to their rules, because all black people think the same. And now critical race theory is all people, all white people are culturally racist, which is why they're holding this seminar here where you pay three hundred and sixty dollars to admit your racism. This is the point we've always made. Why do liberals always the first thing out of your mouth no matter what your opinion is is that you're a racist it's because and here's evidence right here they think that way yeah they think that way you heard the director she wasn't paying for the course she was the director of the course they don't want to hear our racism she believes she's a racist that's why You've got so many in this case, it would be white liberals in this case. They believe they're racist. Mm-hmm. And they're paying $360 to take out their racism. And so understand that if you think a particular way, don't one of the mistakes liberals make, and people can make it sometimes, this is a way I think. So you must think the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't think the same way as you do. But this is more evidence where white liberals in this case, and I'm saying white liberals because this is what was in this group, they believe they're racist. So, of course, they believe you're racist <laughs> because they believe they're racist. This is they've got their own race guilt. And when you see the fact, I mean, I, it, when you look at it, and observe and step back and you say, well, they're the ones that have no problem with identity politics. They judge everybody by groups and not individuals. Don't they see that that's where the racism comes from? Many of them do. They may not believe the identity politics makes them racist because they're okay with saying a black conservative is not truly black Mm. or all whites are racist. But the reason they think that is because they're racist. Yeah. They have those thoughts going through their head. They're the ones that are bigoted, so they project it right onto you. So I'm actually glad the story came out. 
Well, it's, you know, they had, they discussed it in probably a number of meetings. <laughs> My best guess is there were at least six meetings. Yes, there were six meetings, yes. Well, how will we do this? Well, we don't want to subject minorities to it. Okay, so we'll exclude them. Well, that means we have to forbid them from coming into a room. I mean, they had to say these things out loud repeatedly. Right. Wow. And think about it. Before they actually held the meeting, the assumption was we're all racist. Yeah. They didn't ask a person, what are your thoughts? How do you view it? It was you're white, you're racist. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you for the thank you, NYU. (laughs) And then (laughs) the lawyers get a hold of it. And they erase this completely. You don't can't find it anymore no. because every every civil rights lawyer said, "Oh, that's unconstitutional. You can't do that. That's against the law. That's against the law. That's against the law." Yeah, right. You can't do it. So they erase it. It appears nowhere now. But I, I I'm I'm glad it happened. I really am because it's really important to understand the mind of the liberal in 2023. They believe they are racist. Yeah, that's no, why they, that's they why they believe do. that's why they and if you disagree with them, you have to be more racist than they are. But down deep, they have racist guilt. Yeah. And there's the perfect example where the instructor talks about their racism, not by what they have said, but by the fact that their skin color is white. Not by their actions. Not by their actions. Not because, by you know, the content of their character. Nope. But because they are white. Wow. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> and they were okay with doing it. Yeah. After all the meetings, all right, there's the plan. Wow. I can still remember when you and I were to the University of Missouri. Remember the riots that was going on? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't wonder what ever happened to Carrot Top, the teacher or the professor. Remember Carrot Top? Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't know. I remember she was screaming. But that's when it, the whole thing, remember, it was that, you know, black spaces are needed and segregated dorms and everything else. And we're just like, and so now it's going full circle. Liberal whites want to be segregated. Liberal blacks wish to be segregated because that's how you get to anti-racism is segregation. Yeah, we're going to fix it. (laughs) And they keep doing it. But but this is exactly what they have been promoting for a number of years now. More segregation will fix it. But don't worry. The liberals say it'll be separate but equal. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like what, what just happened? What just happened? I don't know. Well, I'm feeling much younger because I I heard all of I heard all this mindset fifty years ago. Exactly. 
we've we've already done this. We've been here already. <laughs> In fact, a lot of people went through a lot of stuff to make sure it doesn't happen again. again. Oh, I know what we can do. We'll just separate by skin color. No. <laughs> That's the best way to handle this. No. <laughs> and yet they did it. And they do it repeatedly. Is no one in the group going, uh, guys, is it me? Or are we going backward well, here? Well, the other thing is, too, where they make the judgment that no one of color could handle their thoughts. Mm. That their thoughts are so evil that nobody could handle it. Oh, wow. That was really the interesting part. Good luck. They believe they're so racist that nobody <laughs> nobody of color could hear their racism yeah. or deal with their racism. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there are, there's so many angles to look at this at oh, that gosh. I'm sorry are just so bizarrely no. funny. Yeah. Because they're insane. But it also does let you into the mind of the modern-day liberal today. Yeah, it does. That they believe they're racist. They believe they're so racist that blacks or any other minority could not handle their racist. Now, that's racist. Right. And we believe we, believe we know the proper setting that they need to be. Not, not right. did someone request it or should should we... No, it was, no, we know what's best for other groups. Right, exactly. Wow. (laughs) We, the white elite liberals, know what you can handle. That's right. (laughs) We'll make the decision. You can't can't handle our racism. (laughs) Wow. You can't handle our our liberal racism. Wow. Seriously. I know. Eight six six ninety red eye A period of dryness continues in parts of the Corps Belt, despite recent rains on the far eastern and western boundaries. As USDA meteorologist Mark Bresberg points out, There's still been some lingering dryness in the area of Missouri, which they recently had some okay rainfall. But parts of Iowa going all the way up into Wisconsin and Michigan, still patchy dryness. Yet good news for some of those areas over the next week. A lot of rain right in the nation's midsection. And this is centered over Missouri, parts of southern Iowa, which can really use it. But a sharp cutoff means areas north will miss out on rain, such as northern Iowa and Minnesota, with some crops in the Red River Valley of the north needing moisture. Precipitation, however, is also expected in areas of the Southern Plains and Desert Southwest this week. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. So I just saw this in uh, Axios. 
Remember, they have a very liberal bent. Unsold electric cars are piling up on dealer lots. Hmm. So, of course, with Axios, and we did a story the other day and had to say it every, well, you know, every time we do an Axios story because they always have, here's the headline, and then they tell you why it matters. Yeah. The growing mismatch between EV supply and demand is a sign that even though consumers are showing more interest in EVs, are still wary about purchasing one because of price mm. or charging concerns. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love this here. It's a field of dreams moment for automakers making big bets on electrification. They're not making big bets. It's being mandated for on them. Yeah, they really don't with, have a choice. With tons of subsidies. They don't yep. want... You know, look, look at what the uh, three major automakers, the letter they sent right before we went on vacation that they sent the federal government. We can't... We can't survive this. Bets. Like yeah. the OEMs are going, hey, what do you think about this? You think the people will like these cars? Let's flip a coin. It's a field of dreams moment for automakers making big bets on electrification. They built the cars, and now they're waiting for the buyers to come, said John Gregory. Uh, the nation's supply of EVs in stock has swelled nearly 350% this year. Wow. And we're still in the the part where, what, less than 5% of the market is electric? Yeah. Yeah. And and California's talking about no no gas vehicles by by 2035. Well, it's it's inevitable. And, And what do you do? You can't mark them down. What are you going to do with those? Tesla did. There's going to be a glut. Yeah. You can mark them down, but you're just losing well, more money. Well, that's the problem. It, with with the markdown, then what? You only take orders? You only take orders to buy them? You don't put them on lots anymore? Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. So uh, Director uh, Ray, FBI Director Ray, will be before the House Judiciary Committee today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Well, the one question is, the first question has to be, Comer said you denied the existence of the 1023. Is that true? Yeah. That they asked you about this document, and until they told you we have the document, we've seen it, you didn't admit that it even existed. Why? Second question. Uh, Weiss says that it's part of the investigation now, we know you're with the FBI and technically not part of the attorney's office. But have you done or do you know, have you done any investigation on 
this 1023 that you've known of or within your scope of knowledge did the investigation begin only after the whistleblower? Now, you'd want Weiss, but you're not going to get Weiss while he's still investigating in all like in all likelihood. That question would have to go to Merrick Garland. Yeah, I'm trying to put the timeline in order here as to because Ray's behavior recently has really been He's not going to divulge. Look, there's a lot he's not going to divulge. Right. But there's only so far he's going to go. And basically, for him sitting there, it's kind of like a reverse fishing expedition. Because I don't think even he knows what the GOP may have altogether or what they may have seen altogether. Here in uh, Washington Examiner, the FBI initially denied that the document existed. Well, that was Ray yeah. because there was direct right. communication. Mm-hmm. Ray eventually relented and allowed lawmakers to view a redacted version of the form, but not before House Republicans threatened to hold him in contempt of Congress. I wouldn't be surprised if they asked him the question. He would say, well, it's being investigated by the Department of Justice, so I'm not allowed to answer. I can't answer any questions because an investigation is going on. When I'm asking you about the yeah, investigation... Right. We're asking you about your behavior. Got nothing to do with the investigation. That's being handled by Weiss. Why did you Why? say it didn't exist? Right. Why did you not tell us the truth? Right. Well, because you're either lying or it's gross incompetence, and you don't know what's going on at your own agency. The you know the 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 other one, the other question that they need to ask is. Uh, about the fact that, uh, remember that former top FBI official Mm. told the House Judiciary Committee last month that FBI agents clashed with the Justice Department about raiding Trump's home. And their opinion was, this is a top FBI official, their opinion was he is cooperating. It's Mm. taking time, but he's cooperating. Mm -hmm. You know, why, you know, why? And and so that might be something the president, ex-president uses as a defense you bring that fbi agent in you bring those fbi agents in at that particular point and remember they didn't use the miami fbi office to do it they went out of protocol and used the washington bureau why Why did the FBI, Washington Examiner has more questions, why did the FBI limit the number of witnesses who IRS investigators could contact during the Hunter Biden investigation? Gary Shapley uh, from the IRS, the whistleblower who worked for years on the Hunter Biden investigation, told the House Ways and Means Committee that the FBI sought to cap the number of interviews investigators could conduct as a probe suspicious activity relating to Hunter Biden's finances. The FBI tried to dictate that we only do five of the planned interviews so FBI and management could reevaluate if they wanted to continue assisting, Shepley testified, referring to the FBI's actions in September of 2020. At that time, the IRS investigators had spent months requesting to conduct at least 15 witness interviews in the Hunter Biden tax case. Hmm. Why, Why would they limit it? 
Why would the FBI want to limit the number of witnesses? You you go for as many witnesses as you possibly well, it's, can it, get. You're essentially limiting an investigation, right. and your entire agency is about investigations. There should never be a, a limit on investigations. Are agents who worked on the Russia investigation still at the FBI? Former Special Counsel John Durham released the findings of his investigation on the Russia inquiry in May. His report, highly critical of the FBI, Durham found that FBI officials at multiple levels of authority within the Bureau had discarded protocols in a quest to go after Trump for political reasons ahead of the 2016 election, ignoring any evidence that contradicted their theories about Trump and Russia, whether any of the agents who participated in the botched investigation are working on the investigation of Trump's classified document retention could be a key question for Ray, particularly given the criticism that the FBI has acted more aggressively than necessary in the classified document case as well. How closely has the FBI worked with social media companies to censor speech? Uh, okay. Internal communications suggested after uh, that uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, when they did the Twitter files, mm-hmm. and uh, internal communications suggested the FBI at times listed specific posts that it wanted the social media company to remove. Members of the House subcommittee focused on weaponization. A government held one of the earliest hearings on the revelations contained in the Twitter files, and House Judiciary members could take the opportunity on today to press Ray on how closely the Bureau has worked with social media companies to censor content. And especially after that judge came out and said, hey, you got to stop doing that. That's top of mind, I'm sure. James Baker, a former top FBI lawyer, was also a top lawyer at Twitter until Musk fired him. Uh, this year, whether Baker played a role in smothering speech related to vaccines, the 2020 election, and more could be the focus of the uh, the hearing. Uh, then the other question, has Merrick Garland ever asked you to stand down on an investigative step? Hmm. And, of course, that relates to the Biden family. So it'll get interesting. I believe it will get heated at times today. Yeah, I think so. Especially, I, I especially believe on the ten twenty. Well, there are so many fronts. It's not just right. one thing. There are well, so many things that, honestly, I don't. <laughs> can you come back tomorrow? That's that well, has to be one. Of... <laughs> well, you, you know, you 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 think about it, and for example, the you know we we had talked earlier about uh, Megan Rapino, mm-hmm. who uh, now you know, says believes that transgender women are real women. And should be able to take the place of women on the soccer team now that she's conveniently uh, retiring. Uh, but she brought, well, she's the one that said Dave Chappelle is the cause of all the violence. What violence? Right. And since you focus on violence there, and it's like, what, what specific acts are you talking about? Right. And and so that's always big with Democrats. Republicans are looking and going, have you done anything? to investigate any of the attacks on anti-abortion centers and churches. That's a question that has to be asked. Uh, 
you have uh, House Judiciary Committee Jim Jordan has criticized the FBI for a seemingly uneven allegation of resources for investigations or in, uh, in, into incidents at abortion clinics versus anti-abortion crisis pregnancy centers. Catholic churches and anti-abortion facilities have faced rising attacks yeah. since the Supreme Court upended the federal uh, the 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 Dodds versus Jackson Women's Health Organization decision last year. But some victims of the attacks have complained about a lack of interest from the FBI, and few perpetrators have been caught. The CEO of a crisis pregnancy center in Buffalo, New York, told the Washington Examiner last year that the FBI had effectively brushed off any efforts to investigate the firebombing of his facility. For example, meanwhile, an anti-abortion activist involved in a minor physical altercation while protesting abortions at an abortion clinic in 2024 was arrested by raised FBI agents on serious charges of which he was later acquitted. Uh, And one FBI field office forced the Bureau to backtrack after issuing an internal memo that proposed spying on conservative church parishes to find evidence of extremism. I know Ray has said that that is wrong. He said that was wrong in testimony earlier this year. I was going to say they have addressed that. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect him to say anything differently on that issue. But that's simply, well, we're investigating everything that's out there, and you don't have to give any specifics. Well, and that's, that's it. He'll, that's what he'll And I'm not going to speak about the specifics of any investigation. Right. You're going to hear that repeatedly throughout the day from him. And, you know, we talk about, well, sometimes it's about uh, grandstanding because you're not going to get an answer out of them. You're not going to get the answers you want out of them. But the moments that they have, hopefully the GOP will take advantage of those and and outline everything that's on the plate well, in I think, front of Director Ray uh, and also at the DOJ. I mean, I'm really interested to see uh, how the Republicans form their question and, and, and I'll say a justifiable attack, especially if he doesn't answer the question. And that's the question on the FD-1023 form. And that's the yeah. bribery form. Right. You said it didn't exist. Yeah. They kept You said it didn't exist is what the allegation is. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how Comer, this article says, he denied that it existed. Comer said it, but they didn't say the words that he used. So you need to get exactly, here's what Comer has said. You know, and have the quote of it. Right. That that here's what you said. Here's the quote of what you said to Comer when they told you you saw it. You changed your mind. Is that true? And why did you lie to him to begin with? Or why did you evade? If he says, I didn't lie, I just didn't tell him that it existed. Why? Right. And then is he going to come out and say, well, I can't answer that question because it's still under investigation uh. By the Department of Justice. No, I'm asking you why you lied because then you had you came forward. We know what happened. We're not no. giving any. There are no secrets to the investigation you're giving right. away. Right. We're simply asking why did you lie until they told you we saw the document and then you said okay here it is. Why did you lie would be the question I would ask. Yeah. No, that would that would have to be yeah. it. You clearly weren't telling the truth. Why? 
I don't want to come in tomorrow and be angry because Republicans didn't challenge uh, him on that. See, this is, that's exactly what I'm getting. If they if they can at least make the points, you know he's probably not going to answer your questions. But make the points in the time that you have. It would be interesting to see the filibustering. Yeah. Mm. Well, let me give you the basis of the FBI. (laughs) Why did you lie about it? Well, look. Many years ago. First off, I I disagree with the premise of your question. Many years ago, when Ephraim Zimbalis Jr. (laughs) played the role of an FBI agent in the Quinn Martin production of the FBI... Mm -hmm. Many people may not know the following. That's uh, that's what you expect, but you've got to take your time and use it wisely to make the points of everything that's right now at the feet of Director Ray and his boss at the DOJ. 86690 Red Eye. Lines open for your calls. 86690 Red Eye on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. One bummer on the uh, economy. Washington Post had this uh, uh, yesterday. Businesses are starting to cut workers' hours, forcing hundreds of thousands of people into part-time roles in what could be uh, an early warning sign for the economy. The number of people who work part-time but want to work full-time rose 452,000 in June, Mm. the biggest jump in more than three years. That would have been right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, In all, 4.2 million people were employed part-time for economic reasons beyond their control. That's a 12% increase from last month. Yeah. And the summer's not over. is Red Eye Radio on West The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.